Can you hear that? That's the sound of Albanian builders. You will hear them a lot throughout episode 55 of Have You Seen? Yeah, hello, we're back. Uh, we managed to find somewhere to record. In fact, we are in our brand new studio. We are. Still not quite finished yet. No, but mostly. Mostly finished. I assume it'll sound better than the fish tank did last week. Hopefully, yeah. And uh, hopefully it'll sound even better next week. Indeed. Uh, yeah. They are the dulcet tones of Tom Webb. Hello. Uh, and I'm Kieran Lafort. Still, no funny nicknames this week because no. I'm not feeling funny. No. Um, you look funny. Thanks. <laughs> thanks very much. Um, now that's thrown me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, you may hear strange extraneous noises because as we speak to you, there are three Albanian men attempting to uh, install a shower room next door. So there may be drilling, singing, whistling, swearing, words yeah. and dialects and languages you don't recognise. Yeah. Um, but we shall soldier on. Yeah, we shall. It's fine. Next week we'll be back to normal, do you think? Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. There's a f- closer to the. We'll be another yeah. step closer we're, to normal. We will. We're get, we're kind of getting into the finishing touches stages of this, and there's just a few, you know, there's a tiny little bit more, more things to make soundproof, uh, you know, and a few more little things that have got to be painted, bits and bobs painted and screwed into place and what have you. So we're we're almost there. I'd say we're kind of sort of ninety five percent. We've just got those last little bits and pieces to do, which are hopefully happening in the next couple of days. Tremendous. Also slightly off kilter this week <clears> is the <throat> format of the show. Yes. I'm gonna change it. Might as well tell you up front. Um our main review is the imposter, which was pitched to us by Phil Austin last week. Yeah. Um uh as with as I said with the disappearance of Alice Creed. Yeah. If you haven't seen this film, you don't want to listen to us talk about it. No. You cannot go into this film spoiled. So, yeah. I, in going? fact, I would go so far as to say the pitch that Phil gave us was very good in the sense that it was the it was the bare minimum you yes can get away with saying before watching this movie. Yes. You know, enough to kind of give you a rough idea of what it is, but you you don't want to know anymore because yeah. you, you need you need the uh you need you need it to kind of unveil in front of you in you a do certain indeed. way, I think. Yes. Um, so what we're going to do is we also watched um, Coven or Coven. I think we're going to have to call it Coven because oh, they we'll have to call it yeah. Coven because that's um, what the director wished. Indeed. Uh, which is the short film being you see being made during American movie, which we talked about last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so we've watched that. And then we'll do our pitches for next week. And then at the end, we'll talk about The Imposter. So you'll yeah. still get, if you haven't seen The Imposter, you'll still get a whole run of podcast. And then we'll tell you when to turn off. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. anything after that is just going to be a why spoiler do, for The Imposter. Why don't, why don't we do, uh, we do, so we'll do Coven, pitches, uh, we'll do our plugs and thanks, and then we'll do The Imposter. So it's the very last thing. That's not a bad idea. Right? Okay, let's do that. So we'll, we'll do a definite sign off for the people who don't want to listen to this until they've yes. seen the movie. Yes. Um, it's probably slightly, a little bit of a spoiler to say, I think you should see the movie. Yes, absolutely. But yeah. you don't want to hear us talk about it no. before you do. No, no, um, no. It's, it's um, yeah. So we'll tell you when to turn off, and then you can come back again when uh, when you've seen The Imposter. Yeah. So let's talk Coven. Coven, yeah. Yeah. Um, how or what? How do you start? How do you? Did you manage to glean any kind of synopsis from this that you'd like to share with us? Um... As I said, I didn't, it's a short... I didn't attempt to write one down. Um, I, I the the basic synopsis I, that I can come up with is mm. there's a writer mm-hmm. played by Mark Borchardt. Is that how you spell it? Borchardt, Borchardt, something like that. And he's got a problem with alcohol and presumably prescription pills. Yes. Um, it hospitalizes him. Uh, he gets out of hospital and he goes to uh, sort of a, a, a an addict, a twelve step type twelve step meeting, kind of yeah. addicts meeting that is not is not religious in any way. It's kind of a very uh, it's just a kind of a, a group for people to talk about their their mm. addictions, um, and then it kind of it's one it's one of those things where you're not quite sure if what is happening is happening or if it's just his delusion. This is my interpretation. Yeah. So basically, but there's definitely something weird about the group. There's something weird about the group, but it could also be a result of his drug use. He perceives there to be something weird about exactly. The group. Yeah. Okay. So now he perceives that there's this coven or coven. Um, the film is coven, but coven. the, th- but the thing a coven. is a coven. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, let's make that distinction. Yeah. I think. That of, should... of some kind of uh, 
I don't uh, Satanist possibly certainly cultish uh, and, probably demon worshipping yeah possibly they and they, uh, basically they're out to kill him and they bring him into the group and then they try to kill him mm. uh, so that's what he perceives is going on yeah. and I think the whole point of the movie is is it real or is it not yeah um, so that's kind of roughly what I, I that's what happens from in it. 36 minutes yeah, yeah yeah so I don't know where to start I have a lot of notes I can imagine I wrote I did it on my iPad. It's gone off the bottom and yeah, you have to yeah. scroll the notes. That I'm, doesn't happen often. Now, I'm going to be upfront about this yeah. in that I didn't hate it. I did it shit, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. Now, but the thing is, I think there's a... I actually thought the the plot or the, the premise, if you like, was oh, quite a really interesting idea. I wrote exactly the same thing. Alcoholic support group turns out to be a demonic coven yeah. is a great idea. Yeah. So I, I... So this is what, this is the way I watched it. In the in the eyes of this is a sort of short film that people make whilst they're learning to make films. Yes. And the things that I can most equate it to are the films we made as teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Because if you watch those back, there are huge plot holes and oh, there yeah. are you know, and there's bad acting. Yeah. But on the other side of it, there's some good premises or there's some really nice shots or yeah. there's some really nice little bits of editing or what have you. So, you know, things where we got lucky effectively as we were learning. Yeah. So this is what I kind of see that as him. So I, I almost was quite almost affectionate towards it's the wrong word, but if I... I, I it endeared itself to yeah, you. Because yeah, because I, I, I completely understood mm. what it what it was and what it meant to him and what, it, what, what was going on, you know. And obviously having seen the documentary about the making of it... Yeah. You know, I I could relate to it on a level that I didn't think I would necessarily. Mm. Yeah. Um. So overall, I thought the premise of it was a good idea. I thought some of the shots in it were great. Mm. Some I, of it looked amazing. Yeah. Any anything that's not <laughs> I, anything I that doesn't what, have dialogue. <laughs> what, well, yeah. What I wrote was any shot that's not an establishing shot or an external is usually terrible. So that's kind of a backhanded compliment, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah, are, all the establishing stuff, all yeah. the, the opening shots of sequence, cars driving. Yeah. Up until the point the where his uncle and the, talks. Is great. There's yeah. some really awesome shots in there. Yeah. The one thing I think I will say is that having seen the footage in the documentary and having watched it on YouTube, the link we had on YouTube, mm. um, that I don't know if the documentarians with a bit of budget were able to grade it a bit better. But, I think they were. Because it, it does... It looks yeah. amazing in the documentary and the shot composition, obviously, is still as good because yeah, yeah. they're the same shots, but the quality... This kind of might be off a VHS copy or an SVHS copy or a whatever. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I know there is a DVD available. Yeah. Um, so, it's weird. All the things that you fault it for, I would put down to the fact that it's someone learning their art form. Yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, you can, you carry you go you dive in and I'll, I'll kind of follow along. Well, I I started right at the beginning. There's there's like a countdown leader at the start, mm-hmm. which for some reason is flipped. I'm like, is that on purpose or are they just yeah, and they I put it on back that, to yeah. front? Yeah. And then I thought I've done that before. <laughs> I'll put a countdown leader at the front or something just to make it feel like a film. Yeah. 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 yeah so maybe that's part of the, part of the weirdness. Um, something there are bad things about it. It's horribly written. Yes. The dialogue is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark talks to himself for no reason almost all the time. Yeah. It's horribly profane. Yeah. And if you don't get at least one man per sentence, <laughs> you feel cheated. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that, again, this is part of the, the big problem is that, that you... Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty... It's pretty ro- some of the writing is pretty ropey to start with, mm. and then you've got... Kind of people who aren't actors, and it just compounds itself. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. I found I found myself highly entertained by the Wisconsin accent. Yes, Um, and (laughs) and it made me want to count all the curse words and mans (laughs) that were um, uh, that that popped up. Um, I did like that Mike Shank, the friend from. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, he li- lights up this movie because he's completely deadpan. Like, it's just like completely deadpan. Yeah, he I'm gets sh- some of the best stuff, and all I, I reckon every story he tells in in the addicts meetings are true. That's exactly what I wrote <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, I, I, there are some great quotes in it as well. <laughs> but Mike keeps vocalizing his cliched thoughts. God helps those who help themselves, man. <laughs> yeah. Where, where he says to himself in a toilet yeah, that's before popping what, yeah. pills. Yeah, one of the things I noticed was that I think, again, this is a lesson that you le- you can kind of only really learn by doing something like this, mm. is that 
he spends so much time setting something up mm. when you really don't need to. It's like mm. that old old kind of filmmaking saying of you know cut into the scene as late as you can and yeah. get out as early as you can. And he hasn't hasn't quite got there yet. Yeah. And I, I know it's something we we did as well when mm. we were making shorts. And it's yeah, there's a lot of setup. And it's like, oh, I don't. You don't need to see this. You don't need to see yeah, that. Yeah. You don't need to say that. You don't need to say this. You just needed a shot that would do all of that for you. Mm. And, and it, so that kind of interested me. Yeah. Um, I've mostly I've just written a whole load of quotes. The music is dire. Oh yeah, that's. I have to say, you know, I, I can forgive a lot of the bad things about this mm. because I understand. Yeah why it's bad but the music is really awful like really awful evil saxophone yeah <laughs> and well, in big evil letters casio saxophone. yeah well in big letters i wrote where did the 80 synth music come I know, from yeah 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 dark ominous tones well yeah yeah, they were, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that, that was when he's is that being chased through the forest and yes dark, yeah, there's one bit it's awful and then yeah. it just cuts to like 80 guitar. synth music oh and there's like a little rock bit as well yeah yeah, it's yeah. very and very it's weird. like he it's like he'd suddenly like, stepped into a nightclub in Beverly Hills Cop or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't I wrote down a whole load of quotes. Um this isn't poison you know what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Which is followed by uproarious out of place laughter. Yeah. Um I go to my dad's medicine cabinet and pop some more downers and before you know it, I'm in a slump. Yeah. <laughs> because you're <laughs> popping downers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I well, oh, the guy who thinks he's a classic Shakespearean English actor. Oh my actor, god, he's, he's one of amazing, my favorite and he got one of my favorite lines, which Come is, on. "We have no secrets here. I am a murderer. <laughs> yeah. I fucking died. I nearly fell off my sofa." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Unconvicted, of course." Yeah, he's amazing. He is really good in it. It's like, but I think that. See now, it was it. The the kind of the premise of the film and him immediately made me think of the early sixties Hammer horror movies. Yeah, and it was it was just like you know what if this was ninety minutes this could have been a Hammer horror film. Yeah, you know a bit bit better acting, bit better dialogue, bit blood, a bit more blood. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's Hammer it, horror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a bit in a bar. And a, the bartender yeah. oh, has yeah. a conversation with a man in a check shirt whose face you never see. Yeah. I have no idea what that conversation is about, why it's in the film, or who And they start having an are. argument, don't they? Yeah. It just seems to be something to cut away from so that you know that Mark and the bloke he's talking to are in a bar. Yeah. Even though there's been an establishing shot. Yeah. And it, I, again, that's the sort of thing. It's like, that's all superfluous. You really don't need it. Mm. Um, you could probably cut this down to sort of, well, 15 to 20 minutes and it's you'd probably get a clearer narrative. I read a review online. I found some reviews. I went to IMDb. We'll, we'll, we'll right. get those later. Uh, yeah, okay. But one of the reviews was, I think this 36 minutes could easily be cut to 27. <laughs> Why so specific? Yeah, that's yeah. Why so specific? Um, the women in particular are terrible actors. Yeah. One of them has the just the most crazy delivery. Yeah. Or there's one actually. My, I think the worst bit is in one of the uh, one of the meetings. Mm. And in that scene, is it where he's in somebody's front room? No, 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 no. The, okay. This is one of the actual meetings. Mm. And oh, some drilling. Nice. Yes. Um, and uh, they're all. It's one of the few moments in the movie where you start to not realise that they're acting. Like mm. you actually start thinking, "This these bits aren't bad." Probably because Mike's just told you a story. Exactly, even though Mike's really kind of deadpan. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly there's a guy who who's just like really over the top for no reason. Yeah. Like he's he's saying lines, almost shouting them, and he doesn't need to. Is he the guy who who was like, when I first started coming to these meetings, I was like. I don't know why I'm here. I really hate yeah, my life. Exactly I just want to die. Yeah. And oh, I fuck all you people. <laughs> yeah. why, who are you to judge me? Yeah. And then he carries on shouting at them. For no reason. Not realising that he's tell, telling them a story of how he used to feel, not how he feels now. now. Yeah, yeah. it seems like really misplaced emotion. Yeah, yeah. it's so bizarre. Um, I wrote, everyone's delivery is just bizarre. This is up there with the room and Birdemic for shit acting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Although, another favourite line. Believe me, man, I'm beginning to believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't, can, can, do you not just read that back and <laughs> see know, that it doesn't quite yeah, add up? Yeah. There were a couple of others that were like that. I was just like, what? what? Relax. Yeah. Who the fuck is making me unrelax, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll probably end up watching this again just because it makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, 
Why are a demonic? I wrote. Why are a demonic cult smashing up a man's car? Oh, it's a hallucination. Yeah. Now, actually, I have to say that scene I thought was the best editing out of the whole film. Yes, it was a uh, that sequence I thought was actually really good. It didn't really make much sense, but that it, as an isolated sequence, yeah. like if you were going to stick it in a trailer, I thought it was actually really good because it, uh, when it started, like if you take it as a singular thing with no, so he drives into this deserted. Thing. I love, and the, I love the, the people wide, appear. I love the massive wide shot that shows he is in the middle of dirt D- nowhere. nowhere yeah. yeah, and then so nobody some, around will hear. Yeah, exactly. And then suddenly they're outside the window and they do a nice three sixty from the interior of the car, mm. which works really well. And mm. then they start putting out the baseball bats and smashing yeah. the car, and it's actually cut really well. And given given that it was cut on film on a Steinbeck, you know, yeah. actually spicing the film, mm. it's very very well cut. I think. Yeah, absolutely. you know, I, I think you know. Doing something like that in a non-linear editing suite on, on a computer, you've got time to play with it. And if you yeah. make mistakes, you can go back. But I think, you know, I think obviously because it's such a, that's kind of an action sequence, obviously a lot of time was spent doing that, mm. which wasn't necessarily spent in other scenes. Mm. And it, it really shows, I think. Mm. Yeah. But I think that's possibly one, possibly one of my favorite bits, that and the opening sequence in terms of like something that I think actually that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't show anybody the whole film. <laughs> no, Take just those two bit bit, yeah. 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 32 minutes in, we get to the famous shot 37. Yeah. Which if you didn't listen last week, which is one of the actors has to have his head smashed through mm-hmm. a cupboard door, or a cupboard door, I suppose, <laughs> a cupboard by, door. <laughs> by Mark. And unfortunately, the props department haven't really scored it properly. <laughs> yeah. And this takes many, many yeah. takes. And I think they used all of them. Yeah. Because yeah. this guy gets his head smashed in. Oh, if you've got the footage, you know. Yeah. Um, I also, yeah, at least they made the most of all those takes of shot 37 where the door didn't break. Yeah. Um, I also wrote, I'm 32 minutes into a 36 minute film and I have no idea who anybody is except the main guy. Yeah. Also, he's the only character with a name. Yes, I noticed that. Or whose that. name we know. Yeah. Also, also, where did the other guy's beard go who's in that scene? Oh, yes. Because he's the bearded he friend, isn't he? He is. And uh, then I'm sure he is. Is he the bearded friend? Well, it's hard to tell because we don't know his name, so you can't look in the credits. That's true, yeah. Um, I'm sure he's the bearded he... friend. And then he suddenly doesn't have a beard, and then he gets his head beaten in. Right. And then there's a really weird fight with his wife <laughs> as yeah. well. Um, yeah. and she got pounded. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was a bit like, oh, hello. Yeah. That's a bit full on. She did stab him, though. She did stab him, yes, and he was, and he was possibly under the influence of drugs and fighting for his life. But yes. even so, it's a bit kind of like, oh, that's you a bit, do not that's expect to see him get punched full force in the nose. Exactly, yeah, several times. Several times. It's just yeah. like, well, okay, didn't hold back. Yeah. Um, do you have any more notes? Because I basically just blasted through all of mine. Uh, yeah, you have well, anything else you yeah, want to say about the, this? Because the, my final note is, I have no idea what that was about. My my final note is, where's the ending? Because yeah. it just stopped. Literally, he, he beats the woman. She dies. And as she dies, she says, we were trying to help you. And then it stops. Dead. Yep. Just st- and it's just like, hang on, where's the rest of the movie? Because yep. surely he needs to now find out who these people are, why they were doing it. That's Coven too. Yeah. And it's just like... Coming there, in 2025. There was no there was no kind of end. And it, I, I just kind of was a little bit like, huh. I, up until that point, I was willing to be like... It's okay. It's not bad. It's got a lot of flaws, and mm. it's obviously someone learning and learning what they do. Mm. And it, you know, some of it actually looks pretty decent. And it's like, oh well, you've just completely yeah shot yourself in the foot, and it just you or know stabbed yourself in the leg. Stabbed, yeah. And I was just like, that's a real shame. If there'd been like a decent end scene that kind of finished it off a bit, even if it did set it up for a, for another movie, mm. you know, it was yeah. It was, I was a bit like. Oh. Do you have anything else to add or should I head to the world of the IMDb I, I review? I think you need to head to IMDb. Okay. Not full reviews. Most of them are complimentary. Right. Um, which amazed me. <clears throat> but I've just pulled my favourite quotes. Uh, <laughs> in a world of crap, this movie has a certain beauty that is undeniable. Right. That should go on the trailer. It in should a go world again. of crap. <laughs> um, after watching, I was very impressed with the film. Many art facts could argue about this. <laughs> But I think the story is original and great. The 32mm black and white negative filming aspect gives it a gritty feel that I appreciate. 32mm? Yes. Okay. The acting is very good. Really? Okay. Yeah. This last week, I've watched Paycheck and Kill Bill Volume 1. They were really crap. Compared to them, Coven is a masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think this was written by Mark himself? Maybe. My husband and I still say to each other, It's all right. It's okay. Okay. There's something to live for. Jesus told me so. (laughs) 
Keep your eyes on this guy. If he ever gets lucky enough to get a decent budget, he could make a real classic movie. Hopefully starring Mike Shank as a gritty New York cop. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's, yeah. uh, that's well, Coven for you. We just uh, have we've... to wait till next year, don't we? Yes, when apparently his, his movie, feature yeah. film is is on the way. Yeah, we'll have to keep some tabs on that. I think. Indeed. Um, uh, people should watch this for themselves, for whatever whatever yeah. they think they can get out of it, for entertainment value or yeah, just watch out it. of it's curiosity. 36 minutes, it's on YouTube, watch it and We've send us a review. we tweeted and Facebooked and blogged the yeah, link it's about really, half a dozen yeah, times. Yeah, it's really, really easy to find. Uh, if you just search Coven uh, or Coven, yeah. American movie, you'll find it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, if you type if you type uh, Coven two thousand, that's the that's oh, the right. one you want. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So definitely, please send us some reviews. Absolutely. We'd like to hear what you think. Pitches. Yeah. Which one to do? Me or you? I don't mind. I can go first if you like. Off you go then. Okay. Um, With your complete lack of notes. Yeah. Because I <laughs> forgot. Oh. Oh, easy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pitch you another Hitchcock movie. Oh, good. Um, and it's... It's difficult. Uh, this one is, is worth watching because of its... The interesting technique with which it's made. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to pitch you Rope. I, as soon as you said interesting technique, I yeah. thought that might be uh, might be the case. Yeah, so this was a, a stage play um, that was then adapted into a screenplay and filmed by Hitchcock. Um, but it's filmed in such a way that he tried to minimise the number of cuts in the movie. Yes. So there'd be lots of long takes, and then those cuts, are generally, there are a few actual straight cuts in the movie, but most of them, uh, are, they're attempted to hide them yes. through a camera move. So like somebody will pass across the screen, or you, you'll go into someone's back and then back out again. Yeah, um, yeah. I've seen, I've seen clips of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what's now the reason for it? is the film opens with two men strangling a third mm -hmm. and they dump him in a trunk and then have a dinner party. Right. So the idea of the long takes is the fact that in, in, in the stage play, the whole point is that the trunk stays in the centre of the stage at all times mm. so that the audience know that that body is there at all times. Yeah. And Hitchcock wanted to kind of convey that as well, even though... You don't see the trunk at all times. Um, what's really clever about this set is they would do these huge long takes, but a lot of the set is cut away and fly away. Yeah. And the camera was on a dolly that moves back and forth. When you think about when this was made, which is 1948, hmm. the size of the camera yeah. was huge and it was in a big box to make it soundproof. And I mean, it, it must have been massive to hurl this thing along. Well, we've talked about this before when, yeah. when it comes to Hitchcock movies with him doing handheld stuff in the 30s exactly. that no one else was doing. And the shot you yeah. talked about in... Um, oh, in 39 Steps, steps with the which car. Which goes in and yeah. out of the car, yeah. Yeah. Um, th there is a scene in this where they were moving the camera sideways and it ran over the cameraman's foot, broke his foot... And basically, before he could scream, someone grabbed his mouth and dragged him off set. <laughs> so he didn't interrupt the take and they just carried on. And that went in the movie. Wow. So, you know, there's some there's some great... What, what stuns me about this movie is that obviously this camera is on this moving thing, but there are no changing of lenses or anything. Mm. So they've got a, a zoom lens on there that they can then, you know, you can go into the palm of someone's hand and then back out again in the middle of a 10-minute scene. Mm. And the choreography and the hitting the marks is just phenomenal. You must have had an, a just incredible rehearsal process. Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, so that, that's the basic premise to it. Mm -hmm. um, there is a reason why all that has happened and it, it, that becomes clear and I, I won't go into too much detail about it because it, for me, watching this, it's more about the technical ingenuity of it all. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are a few little plot flaws and a few little kind of bits where you go, hang on, that something happened to that guy now that hasn't or something's missing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it stars uh, John Dahl and Farley Granger as the two... Two household names, two, I know them two, well. Two, two murderers. Well, Farley Granger was in other Hitchcock movies. John Dahl, I can't remember what he was okay. in. Okay. Um, and one of the dinner guests is their former college lecturer, and he's played by James Stewart. Okay. Um, and they're the kind of the three key players. 
the thing I like about another thing I like about this is the script is very kind of quite snappy. James Stewart gets some great little one-liners. There's a brilliant conversation that two women are having about their favourite screen actors talking about Cary Grant mm. and, and all of his contemporaries mm. whilst he's standing there kind of, you know, <laughs> making making wisecracks at them. Um, something reminds me, a kind of a little, almost like a very early prototype West Wing style of filming mm. where you'd have walk a long talk. take, yeah. walk and talk, and it, people would come in and go out. Mm. And, and it kind of, it does that a little bit. It's kind of like a very, very primitive version of that yeah. in some some respects um so for me it's it's this is kind of the the little details the things that you you're not supposed to notice mm-hmm. if you like that are the really impressive things about it mm. um one of my favorite shots is that they've strangled this guy with a bit of rope the house cleaner comes back and he the one of the one of the murderers decides he's going to put the rope in the drawer in the kitchen because it's just a household item and that's where it would have been anyway. Hmm. And the door is, because the kitchen door, it's a double. it's got a double swing. So it hmm. swings both ways, in hmm. and out, right? So he walks in, the door comes back, and as she's having a conversation with the other guy, you see in the background the door swing open just as he drops the rope in the drawer and hmm. then the door swings shut again. Hmm. And the timing is just absolutely beautiful. It's hmm. just perfectly spot on. And your attention is drawn just at the right moment to see him do it. And it's, there's just loads of little things in it like that. Awesome. This is something I've been meaning to watch for ages. It's yeah. sitting on my DVR. And yeah. I, I purposely haven't watched because I figured it was going to come yeah, up. Yeah, it was. I meant to bring you the DVD that I've got and I completely forgot. Um, I think that would be a better way to watch it rather than like yeah, skipping is. over ad breaks. Yeah, my, I don't my know. If, uh, I might. Yeah, I should be able to get it to you before yeah. by, the, by the time we call recording. Let me just have a quick. This is this is kind of also considered one of the lost Hitchcock movies. It was one of the five that got tied up in rights issues oh, yeah, along yeah. with Vertigo and, mm. and uh, the Man in You Too Much and a couple mm. of others. Um, yeah, and it's it's also kind of sort of loosely based on a real life event as well. Um, and the, the, it's effectively 10 takes, 10 mm. shots, if you like, and they range from about four and a half minutes to just over 10 minutes, mm-hmm. which is obviously the, the mag time on the yeah. reel where they had to, had to cut. Um, yeah, it, again, it's just, it's it's one of those things that there were probably flaws with it, but it was such a technical achievement, it's worth watching, basically. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I decided... Yeah. That I'd had enough of documentaries. Yeah. I'd had enough of all the dark stuff we've been looking watching. We have done we've done yeah. quite a bit of dark stuff actually. Imposter, yeah. Coven, um even stuff like American movie. Yeah. Um you can't remember. No, that, I can't can no. <laughs> even if you go back to like even Argo and Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very serious and Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted something that was ridiculous fun. Okay. And a film I've been meaning to pitch you for ages. All right. Um I said I'd been having tremendous trouble getting a DVD. Yes. I still don't have a DVD. Right. So for you to watch this, we're going to have to retune you to the Mexican feed of Netflix. Okay. All right. We'll give that a go. We'll uh, we'll do all the tech stuff later. Okay. And this is the only place I could find it. Right. It's called Sky High. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this. And this is a live action Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is quite surprising. Yeah, yeah. But I I saw it on TV years ago. Yeah, uh, and really enjoyed it. I think this came out on DVD when I was at Blockbuster. It's uh, 2005, so that's entirely yeah, that possible, possible that it would have yeah, been when yeah, you were yeah. still working there. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Essentially, it's it's Harry Potter with superheroes instead of wizards. Right. Okay. Really. Um, Will Stronghold is the son of the world's two greatest superheroes, right? Uh, which makes him quite the rarity, yeah. Because most superhero children only have one superhero okay. parent, okay. But he has two, right? And these are the two greatest: they're the Commander and Jetstream, right? That's uh, <laughs> that's Mr. Driller, the Albanian supervillain, coming in to get us. <laughs> um, the Commander, uh, uh, who whose um, civilian identity is Steve Stronghold, real estate right. agent, yeah. Uh, is Kurt Russell. Yeah. And he's brilliant in this. I can imagine it's the sort of thing he just kind of just do for, for a laugh and have fun this with. Is, this is Kurt Russell going, this is the closest I'm going to get to being Superman. I'm going to have the wide <laughs> time. Okay. He really gets into it. I think he, he's one of my favorite things in this. Okay. Uh, Jetstream is Josie Stronghold, also in real estate. Right. Uh, and that's Kelly Preston. Okay. Uh, the kid himself, Will, is, how do you pronounce it? He's Michael 
Michael Anger, 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 Anger. Uh, oh, I know, yes. Angerano? Yeah, from, uh, he was in the... Angerano, I got it right. He was in Almost yeah. Famous. Yes. And he is the kid in Forbidden Kingdom. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he's... Which he, is the only Jet Li, Jackie Chan team-up movie Yeah, he's made. also in, he's in a couple of other things as well. Yeah. You go, oh, that's him. But anyway, yes. I he know. plays a kid yeah. who's the son of the world's two greatest superheroes. Right. And he's setting off for his first day of superhero high school. And unfortunately, he's a dorky kid who hasn't yet demonstrated any superpowers at all. Right. And he hasn't told his parents that. Ah. So there we go. And then it becomes Harry Potter with superheroes. Yeah. Um, as we, as 21 Jump Street was exactly what you wanted out of an action movie slash high school movie buddy cop comedy yeah, yeah. crossover, this, I think, is exactly what you want from a high school slash superhero crossover right, okay. movie. Um, the cast is uh, filled out with people like uh, Linda Carter, who was Wonder Woman on TV for years. Yeah, yeah. She is the principal right. of the high school. Nice. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the senior who he takes a shine to. Right. Um, Cloris Leachman is the school nurse with x-ray vision. Right. Uh, and two of my favorite minor roles in this are Bruce Campbell oh, as the nice. PE teacher, Coach Sonic Boom Boomer. <laughs> right. Essentially, it's the sorting hat. He decides if right. you're, when he sees your powers if you're the, a superhero or if you're a sidekick or hero supporter, as it's called. Right. Nice. And then, who's probably my, actually probably my favorite person in this film, is the teacher of hero support, uh, Dave Foley. Oh, nice. I who like play, that. Family. Who plays uh, All-American Boy. <laughs> right. Or just Mr. Boy, as he is now, <laughs> right, as a yeah. school teacher. And he was the sidekick to the commander right. before yeah. commander yeah. met Jetstream. Right, okay. Um, and he's he's outstanding. Yeah. He's brilliant in yeah. this. Well, Kids in the Hall is one of my favourite sketch shows of all time. So, I, yeah, I thought you'd kind yeah. of take this. So, uh, yeah, I like, I like Dave Foley. Um, he, actually, he showed up in something I was watching the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, that's him. I can't remember what the hell it was now. He's in a he's in a whole bunch of stuff. I've yeah, started yeah. watching Community recently, right? And the dean of the community college in that is in this as well. He pops up. Right. Uh, okay. He pops up as one of the villains. Right. In this a weird little crossover. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. It's a fun visual style. It's very comic booky. Okay. There are, uh, I would say, at least eighty percent of the shots are on a Dutch angle. Right. It's okay. bold colours, light streaming in through windows. Yeah. It all looks like comic book panels, right, like classic nice. comic book panels. Um, the, the the powers are clever. Mm. Um, there's great details in the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and just little things, all sorts of little visual details dotted around, so which uh, we can talk about yeah. next week. One in particular I noticed that I just like, oh, that's really cool. Right. Um, yeah, it's just fun. The only thing I didn't really like yeah. was that on Netflix, it's in the wrong aspect ratio. <laughs> right. This is a this is a scope film that's been like been blown up to sixteen yeah. by nine. Um, it still looks yeah, fine, yeah. but I would have liked to have it. I I will try and find a DVD, right? But okay. I haven't found one for less than nineteen pounds. Wow, really? And that's when I can find it anywhere. Jesus, I can remember selling loads of the ex rental copies of that off for like a pound a go. Yeah, I had one. Doesn't work anymore. Hmm. So yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we kind of need to do our plugs and thanks for the people that haven't seen The Imposter and then move on to The Imposter well, for the people who have um, they've, they've got quite a lot of podcasts. We went That's 20 right. minutes just talking about a 36-minute <laughs> short <laughs> film. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Okay, plugs and thanks. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That requires me going to a different part of my iPad. You can find us on Twitter. We are at HYS Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. Uh, the blog is haveyouseen.net and the email address, which is where Phil sent his imposter pitch to, is podcast at haveyouseen.net. We like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly of new posts, new show posts, I mean. Uh, we like retweets on Twitter, again, especially of new show tweets. Uh, we like reviews and ratings on iTunes and we like your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff that we've covered. Yes. So thanks to all of you for listening, especially if you've done any of those things. Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, there's been a whole raft of people who have contributed and we're absolutely... Uh, we're very yeah. grateful. Yeah, yeah, very grateful. Cause it's, Without it's you, fun. it's just two idiots yabbering exactly. in a Exactly, yeah, yeah. No, we really like to hear what other people think of the stuff that we've shared our thoughts on and you know, mm. whether you agree or disagree with us, it's always fantastic to yeah. hear and go back over stuff we've covered. Mm. Thank you to Upbeat Productions for the use of the studio. Mm. Thank you to Tom and the other laborers who broke their backs putting the studio <laughs> together yeah there's been a small team of us working on it yeah i'm hoping tom didn't screw in the girder thing that's over my head um 
No, I didn't actually. I held you it in, I, I held one. it in place whilst it was screwed in. Okay. Uh, By someone we, more trustworthy. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Well, it hasn't yeah. fallen down yet. Yeah, no, that's pretty That's pretty solid in there. It took us a while to find the mm. bits to screw it into, but after we did it, it was fine. Uh, and we want to say thank you and happy birthday to Alexia Marm. Yes. Uh, who tried to keep his birthday hidden, yeah. uh, but it was a few days ago. He yeah. is now, uh, he's getting old, he's now 30. Yeah. But that hasn't diminished his technical expertise or his beard growing no, skills. Absolutely. Happy birthday to the wizard. Indeed. So that's it. Everything from now on will be a spoiler for the imposter. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, I suggest I say goodbye and yeah. suggest you switch off. Go and watch it. It's on Netflix in pretty much all countries. Yeah. And then uh, come back and to then this episode. Come back and listen. Yeah. Okay. Right. You think they've gone? I think so. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's Hopefully. spoil the imposter. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we should so, briefly recap, I guess. Hold yeah. On. Do you want to do it like a recap, but just go through it all as a full spoiler, just you know, just to refresh the people that have seen it if they haven't seen it recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I just I was just looking over Phil's pitch again. Right. Um, and he says, "I can't say anything without spoiling it. It's about the events following the disappearance of a young boy, and as the title suggests, it involves an imposter. Yeah. And that is all you need to know before you go in. Yeah. I think." Um, so let, well, let's just let's just run it out. So basically, a boy goes missing in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, he blonde hair, blue eyes, looks like he'd grow up to be Tom Petty. Yes, yes. I, I was trying to. Think, I knew he looked like a young somebody, yeah. and I couldn't place it. But that's the one. Yeah, and he goes missing. He's thirteen. Mm-hmm. Goes missing. Three years later, in Spain, a young boy is found taken into a care home, says he's an American kid, turns out it's him, goes back to his family. Happily ever after, right? Then they discover that actually he's a 23-year-old French Algerian Yep. who has just bluffed his way into an American passport. Has no... Has, has brown hair, has, has brown, brown eyes. eyes. Yeah, and uh, has some kind of mental disorder uh, and he gets put in prison but it also alleges that the family actually killed the child that went missing in the first place. That's the movie totally ruined for you. Yeah. Um, how all this unfolds is just utterly fascinating. I know, I, yeah. I, th- I have to say, I think the way they, they, they construct it in the movie is really good. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think that's brilliant about the film is that it things are revealed to you in such a way that even when you think it's got to the weirdest it can get, you still know something's coming and you're waiting for it and then it happens and you go, I didn't expect that. And, uh, as Phil said last week, even when you think you know all the answers, they'll <laughs> yeah. change the questions. Yeah. Um, uh, two things that stood out to me and made me realise I was watching a great movie. Yeah. Uh, there were points where I realised I was just staring at the TV with my mouth open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I held a piss for an hour, <laughs> right. even though I could have paused it at any yeah. point. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I was just... In every sense of that it word, is, it's unbelievable. I, I was completely gobsmacked. And I was... It was interesting. I, I kept going through these ranges of emotions where I was just like, what this guy did was awful, yet you kind of feel for him in a certain way. And you kind of sit there thinking, this must have been a horrible experience for that family to yeah. think they'd got back their child when maybe they had, when they actually mm. hadn't. But then at the same time, you're kind of rooting for him to get away with it, kind in of a, in a weird way. And because uh, I think, I think what is very clear is that he came from a very damaged childhood himself. Yeah. The F, there's an interview with an FBI woman, isn't yeah, there? And, and she, she says, yeah, talks about when they interviewed him, and yeah. he gives these horrible graphic descriptions yeah. of yeah. rape and torture yeah. that he says he he underwent. Yeah, and she and kinda, she was like, people can't fake that. He de- that happened to him. Yeah, and I that so you kind of think, you know, he's had this horrible life, and he's just trying to find a way out of where he is, but he seems to have this bizarre talent. Yeah, for being, he's basically probably one of the greatest con artists that's ever lived. I mean, ultimately he didn't get away with it, but just, I mean, how the hell do you persuade somebody? I wrote, 
I wrote less than 10 minutes in and I'm already stunned by his mastery of psychology. Yes, absolutely. There's some stuff. I mean, the, he, the he thing can that, find any opening and yeah, exploit it. The thing that absolutely blew my mind was the fact that he got taken to a children's home and he was just like, this is it. This is where I want to, this is going to make me happy. Yeah. And then suddenly he was put into this interview room where they were like, we need to know who you are because you're, you know, he said he was American. And then, yeah. And that was where it kind of stumbled. And he persuaded them to leave him overnight in an office with all of the records yeah. and a telephone. And he just researched and created an identity. He said he just rang loads of yeah, police, police stations, stations in the US. Like, saying, how do you think to do that? I mean, yeah. it was just such a bizarre... Like, I mean, if this had been a feature film... You wouldn't have. You'd you think, would. You think? Give it a rest. Yeah. That's a bit far fetched. Yeah. Yeah. To 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 pin down an identity in like you know what would have been what twelve hours maybe. It was just what he did was absolutely phenomenal, which is why you kind of start to, I don't know if it's that whole British thing of always trying to support the underdog, but you suddenly go, oh, come on, you can get away with this. You can you can do this. I wrote in big capital letters, how the hell did a 23-year-old Frenchman successfully impersonate a 16-year-old Texan kid? I know. Unreal. I mean, complete, complete with different colouring. And it, it just, it was absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Um, I wrote... Uh, I had a whole bunch of notes that I wrote at the bottom and then I grabbed and pasted at the top. Um, everybody needs to see this. Yeah. I'm questioning everything I saw and heard. Yes. Because it's left even open kind of at yeah. the end a bit. Yeah. Now, see, I think that... I think that he has got an... Apt, like He's got an innate ability at, at just understanding people and psychology mm. and he just is just there... And he's brilliant at it. And he's obviously got absolute like balls of steel to do what he did and just kind of go with it. Um, the thing it kind of put me in mind of was um, reading uh, stories of POWs in the Second World War escaping from prisoner of war camps in Germany and then mm. kind of just bluffing their way. Like, like some of them would make a uniform, like a Nazi uniform, and just walk out through the front gate yeah. and like, tell someone to do their button up on the way. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's stories like that that you think of in this situation because those people just it's the confidence with which you do something yeah. even if you don't do it particularly well if you do it with enough conviction yeah. and confidence people believe it people see what they want to see yeah exactly yeah I, the other thing it put me in mind of was it's like a twisted Darren Brown stunt it, yeah, where you absolutely. see him convince people yes. to rob banks and all that kind yeah, of thing yeah absolutely yeah yeah, um, and to that end much like Darren Brown this man is dangerous and should be burnt at the stake <laughs> as a witch um yeah, so at this point, and when we were kind of getting into all of that story, I was thinking that poor family that, that yeah. you know, he did this to. But I have to say, by the end of it, I'm still not convinced that there that isn't something the seriously dodgy about that family. I think the sister might be completely clueless mm. to an extent, mm. but the mum, yeah, I don't... The, the, thing, the thing that got me is when the, um, the... I honestly cannot remember the con man's name. I didn't write it Frederick down. Frederick, something. yeah. He's he's saying Frederick, that yeah. all of the family were all kind of like, welcome home, all the rest of it. And there's the one yeah. guy, the guy called Jason. I can't remember what kind he's, of... He's, he's the eldest brother, the one who died of drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. There was always and he said dodgy. he was alone in the room with him yeah. and the guy, he didn't greet him or anything and he just he looked him up and down and just said, good, good luck. luck. Yeah, and yeah. to me, that's like... Yeah. But the thing is, though... The only the only account of that you've got is Frederick's. Yeah, and given that he's a professional liar, yeah, exactly. Do you believe? That's what him? I said. I'm questioning everything. But the I thing saw is, and heard. in that instance, I'm more inclined to believe him than I am the fact. There's, so, there's something. It's so, it's very difficult. There's something. There's something just not quite right. But then, he, and when you listen to the stories that when uh, like Charlie Parker interviewing all the. Uh, the people, the the private detective, and he interviewed people and found out about the background of the family mm. and the fact this kid had three tattoos at the age of thirteen, mm. and you kind of think that's a pretty rough yeah. family. There's sort of drugs going on, there's arguments, yeah. police being called to the house. So there's you know, it's not as it's not as clean cut as it. Appears I wonder to be. if there are some members of that family even now, yeah, who don't know he's not that kid, or don't believe that he's not, who still believe that he is this. This child that he claimed to be. I'm not even so sure. after everything. There's probably someone who still well, think, maybe. I th I think that the the perhaps not necessarily the immediate. No, family, the, but out like, of all of them, the person that out of that family, the person that I that I kind of believed the most was the sister. I didn't believe the mother, 
there was something about the look on her face. She's shifty. Yeah, and she's it, shifty. There were there were moments when it's like you're. She was saying something with utter conviction, but you could tell it was kind of something that she'd made herself believe. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like if if something has something has happened that you've you try to block out and you try you try to believe the lie you've created to cover it. Mm. And it, there were certain moments when you could see that kind of cross her face. I thought, you know, but yeah, I'm. What well, the other thing that. I didn't really touch on it as he was building up this con was almost how accidental it was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he just got he he's a great it's liar just and a on great con the man, fly. but also got incredibly lucky. Absolutely, he says yeah. at every point I thought I was going to get caught, yeah. and they didn't. Yeah. Nobody challenged me. And what's interesting is the and level, when they did challenge me, I just talked, and then they believed me. And the thing is that there's the level of competent competency in that, like yeah, I don't really trust the FBI because <laughs> yeah, they were well, a bit dumb. Well, the thing is, it's like, but if you're in a situation. And you're with someone who's been, who is saying they've been through a real traumatic mm. experience, and there is, there's, like you say, something in their eyes that makes you believe that that they're telling the truth of that. Mm. How far do you then do you just verbatim believe everything they say? Yeah. Because if you don't, it's you. It puts you in a very difficult situation. Absolutely. Um, and I, I don't know what else they could have done. No, I really want to read the facts Interpol sent them. Yes, yeah. Which is like details of all these previous, previous identities yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah, they rattle it off in a little montage. And they it's do. Just like, like, I want, track I want a, that, like, that'll yeah. come out under the Freedom of Information Act. I'm going to keep my eyes open. I really yeah, want yeah. to read that. Yeah, well, how long has it been now? So it would have been, what? It would be 15 years? Yeah. What's statute limitations on 16 FBI? years. I don't know. It would be Interpol. It's got to be 30, isn't it? Hmm, I don't know. It's got to be. Uh, I think. I think it's. It depends what it is. Maybe I'll set like a, a phone calendar alarm. I for think like something, 20, like, something like yeah, something like that. It might be thirty years. Yeah, but if, yeah, I, uh, I think if it's if it's like military stuff, it's like fifty to seventy. Yeah. Depending. Um, you 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 touched on, but we haven't really talked about Charlie Parker. Yes. Who is? Yeah. The, uh, Do you know what I absolutely loved about him mm. was that he comes across as in any comedy show or animated comedy show like Family Guy or Cleveland Show or anything of that ilk mm. and they portray a southern lawyer. Yeah. That's what he is. He did remind me of the chicken from Futurama. Futurama, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but the th- kind of cuz of Colonel Sanders-ish. Yeah, and, yeah. And what I love about him is in they've got the might of the FBI trying to figure out if this guy's lying or not. Yeah. And it's just him and a car knocking door to door using proper police, like, you know, kind of detective methods. And he gets there just as fast as they do. What I really love is uh, when I got back to the office, I put the picture in Adobe Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ears didn't match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just something really simple like that, that, you know, Someone with his experience yeah. will look for a notice, but when you, you've got the might of the FBI, you might not think yeah. you've got your procedure that you do in these situations and you don't necessarily deviate from that. I've got to say, the guy they got to play him in the reconstruction oh, yes. looks so much like him, I didn't realise it wasn't him till yeah. the credits. You do get a bit confused yeah. at points. So hang on a minute, what's going on? And I, I, that was the other thing I quite liked was the, the way they cross over the dialogue and things like that. Mm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah, of the things they do with the very sound. Slick and yeah. yeah, the whole package actually is I was very say, slick it seems and like definitely a feature document. Yeah, do you know what the budget was? I, I don't. don't. No, okay, because no, no. I'd be intrigued to know because it seems like a very high budget. Mm. You know, we've wa- we've watched a lot of documentaries on this yeah. show, and I think this is possibly one of the slickest that it's I've seen. Slick. Even even the Talking Head interviews are beautifully shot. Yeah, um, I wrote, "Who's the DOP? If they're not doing features, they bloody should be." Yeah, yeah. There's some really nice everything. Stuff yeah, in there, everything yeah. just looks amazing. It looks like a it looks like a reasonably budgeted thriller all the way yeah, through. It does. Um, yeah. I could talk about this for hours, but also don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think um, most of the most of the stuff I put down is just that you kind of, you, on some levels, you feel for him trying to escape this life, this yeah. childhood that he he suffered. Because you know, all throughout, he's just saying all he wanted was to feel loved and welcomed, yeah. and, and someone to be pleased to see him, and all of that kind of stuff. But can you believe that? Well, I don't know. What do you believe? That's the whole. <laughs> yeah. Like ninety-eight minutes. I don't know if I if I believe any of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the only thing that I'm really kind of convinced of is something happened to that kid. I think yeah. he was murdered, or when he was, I, he, was or he died accidentally, and it's been covered up. Or yeah, you know, I'm pretty certain that he died, and some of those family members know something about it. Yeah, 
that's all I can kind of really draw a conclusion on. It's, it's such a fascinating... It's just one of those stories. It just seems way too bizarre to be true. Mm. Uh, and it and that's what makes it enthralling. I think. Yeah, when I finally had my piss at the end of it, I had <laughs> to then just kind of sit and process what I'd watched. <laughs> yeah. Um, that doesn't that doesn't happen very often with any kind of films. No, for no. me, and uh, I think this is going to stick with me for a long time, and I'll definitely will be watching it again. Yeah, I think I will uh, as well. I mean, it's my I, wholehearted recommendation. Yeah, I watched it on my own, and I'm definitely going to make my wife watch it because I think she'll it will absolutely fascinate her. She'll be uh, climbing the walls. Yeah, yeah, I think she'll really like yeah. it. So um, I'll probably I'll probably end up watching it again fairly soon if I can kind of mm. find time to sit down. Do you have anything more to add? Because I, I think I, I, I think I'm done. Yeah, I, I can't really think uh, think what else I want to want to say really, other than it's just even now I'm still struggling to make sense of it in my head. Yeah, as to just how he yeah. how he did it. I just I I don't know if it's just because I just I I when you kind of try and think what would I do in that situation, you just you just wouldn't think to do what he did. No, and I just don't understand how. He could do it so rationally and calmly, and so just that whole bit in the office. Just how did he figure out how to do that? It just it just doesn't. How did he convince people to let him do it? How did yeah. he then? How and when did he then come up with the plan to do it? Yeah, I, it, there's just so many. It, it's just one of those things. There's just so many tiny, tiny events that had to come off, and yeah. they all did. Yeah, and it wasn't until. That he he put himself on television and Charlie Parker just happened to see a photograph and the video, the TV screen. Without, I, I think without him, he yeah yeah I think he would have got away with it. Yeah. To to I mean I, I to an even greater degree than he yeah managed. I I suspect he would have been found out at some point yeah but I think it would have been a long time down the road yeah yeah absolutely phenomenal really just uh, mind blowing. There we go. That's how it goes on the uh, films you should see list. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, gold standard recommendation yeah from have you seen and now we really are done for the second time we're done we're not no, going to do plugs yes. and thanks again no um, oh, crap. Oh, sorry brilliant. just dropped my Lucas Aid lid he's making this brand new studio all messy throwing <laughs> his litter away um, we'll be back next week hopefully with less sounds of uh, the bolting outside <laughs> yeah. um, uh, with sky high and rope yes as usual, with this. an interesting combination. Yeah, as usual with this with this show, uh, two movies you would not expect to go together. No, no, it should be a good one. I but think. we're going to do them back to back. Yeah, and it should be a fun old time. Yes. Uh, so we shall see you in approximately a week. Yes. Bye. Bye.